This is QJ Martin, and you're listening to the Write a Novel podcast, providing you with the tools and instructions that you need to write your novel. Hello, and welcome to week 14 of the Write a Novel 2021 challenge here on the Write a Novel podcast. Okay, so it's been a little while since I updated you on the status of my many, many different projects. Now, as you can tell, I've rebranded the podcast. This is no longer the Writer's Everything podcast. Why is that? Well, for one thing, I don't cover everything in my podcast. And honestly, I don't want to cover everything in my podcast. There are certain things like advertising and marketing that I have very little interest in discussing. Other people discuss that part of the process quite well, such as the Creative Pen podcast. But... For me, the thing I want to talk about more than anything else is the process of developing an idea into an outline and then into a novel. Also, I think it goes without saying that when people go searching for a podcast, their goal is not to learn every single thing on the topic. In fact, it's quite possible that the title, The Writer's Everything, could put people off to the podcast because they think that it's not really what they're looking for. It's too broad, it's too general, and they wouldn't give it a chance. So, my ideal listeners would be the type of people who go and search for Write a Novel. And if they search for Write a Novel, I want to make sure that I'm at the top of the search results with my podcast, Write a Novel. So, in the field of authorship, I'm currently developing three novels concurrently. The one is my as-yet-untitled World War I action sci-fi thriller that I'm working on alongside with each of you as part of my Write a Novel 2021 project. Now, I'm going to have to come up with a name for that one pretty soon because I'm getting pretty tired of saying World War I action sci-fi thriller every time I refer to it. <laughs> but... Then I'm also working on a scene list for the sequel to my first Chronicles of the Infected novel. Now my goal for this is to write this book, rewrite the first one with all the knowledge I've gained over about three years of constant study of the writing craft, and write a third book. And hopefully within the next year I'll have those done and I'll be able to release them one after another every month. And then once the sales have tapered off, or the reads if they're in Kindle Unlimited, I will set the first one to perma-free and use it as a funnel to guide readers into the rest of the series. Now if you don't know what all of that means, unfortunately this is not the podcast for you, because this is not the writer's everything anymore. Like I said, I'm not really interested in discussing marketing at this point, because for one thing I don't have much experience in it, and for another thing, I just kind of suck at it. Again, if that's what you're interested in, I would highly recommend, for one, the Creative Pen Podcast. And finally, I've begun listing out some ideas for this spy thriller that I'm working on. I'm kind of hoping to develop something that I can release on the new Kindle Vela platform. I'm not 100% sure if that's Vela or Vea. That might be my Spanish lessons kicking in. But I'm going to go with Vela. And I would also like to release a serialized fantasy series on Vela as well. But you know what? For right now, I just have to focus because I got way too much crap going on. 
Okay, and then on the nonfiction side of things, I am, of course, trying to catch up with this podcast, like I always am. And that means trying to get caught up on all the episodes of the Write a Novel 2021 Challenge, both for the sake of my novel, which I want to have done by the end of the year, and for the sake of you, the listeners, who are working alongside me in this project. Now, once I'm done with the scene list for the Write a Novel 2021 podcast episodes, I'm going to take everything I've done so far this year and turn it into an ebook, which is going to have the theme of developing an outline from scratch. And once I get that up and available, I would also like to have a workbook that you can order that's print on demand so that you can follow along with this process with pen and paper if that so interests you. I'm not one who can write on pen and paper because that just takes me way too long and thoughts come to me way too quickly and I would lose most of them if I tried it. But some people like to do it like that so I'm leaving that option open for them. You can order it if you'd like once it's available. And finally, I have two interviews lined up. Well, one is official, and I have a date for it. The other one said call back when I have 30 podcast episodes. So, I'm not going to say who these people are, but I am going to say they are podcasting about fiction writing. So, you can take a look at the market and see who that might be. Of course, I will update you with more details once I actually conduct those interviews and I have them ready to go. Okay, now it's time to get into what you're actually here for. The 2021 Novel Challenge, now called the Write a Novel 2021 Challenge. Now, over the last few weeks, we've worked at taking our novel summary and picking out the main events and putting them into a scene list with 60 scenes, 15 for the first act, 30 for the second act, and 15 for the third act. Now, since we are working from a summary, we're not going to have everything that happens all listed out. And that's why, starting with this week, we're going to go and fill in the rest of those scenes. Now, when I transferred my outline into my scene list for Act 1, I had 7 scenes, which is, of course, half of what I needed to have. So my goal for this week is to fill out the scene list until I have those 15 scenes, at a minimum. But, thankfully, I was inspired while I was writing the last couple of podcasts, and I actually came up with a new series of events that will be somewhat of a drastic change compared to my original series of events. Now, in my original outline, my character, Edwards, was an idealistic member of a squad whose goal was to get behind enemy lines and infiltrate some German operations during World War I. During this time, they stumble across a German laboratory, and the German scientist uses what he's working on to overdose them, and the majority of them die. Edwards is alive, and one of his close friends is in a coma when they're recovered by the United States Army. So Edwards decides that the best way to try to save his friend is to get a hold of that serum and see if there's something that they can do with it. Now, here is my altered first act. Edwards is not going to be American. His name is going to be changed to something very German. I'm just going to stick with Edwards right now because I don't want to be too cliche and say Schmidt or something like that. Because that's the only thing that comes to my mind when it comes to German names, probably because of Captain America the First Avenger. But anyway, Edwards grew up in Germany, he went to America, he became an American citizen, 
and for some reason he joined the army or was drafted. I'm not sure if they had the draft at that point. That's going to be part of my research. But he probably has an idealistic reason for fighting against his homeland. Now the United States Army uses his origin as a German citizen to their advantage. They have a certain operation that they want to find information about and possibly shut down that's occurring in Germany. And he's the one who knows the area and is familiar with the people and can speak German. So they put him on the team to guide them to that base and figure out what the heck is going on. They find the base, it seems abandoned, they're knocked out with gas, and when they wake up they're held hostage against their will to be experimented on. Edwards finally escapes and he goes back to his US Army base to get help to rescue his friends. Now of course, like I said, these seem to be fairly drastic changes, but the truth is that this actually is not really much of a difference structurally. We still have the main story beats and we still have the main goals in place. And really, the only difference is kind of the set dressing of the story itself. Now this does three things for my story. First, it fleshes out my characters. Second, it expands on the events of my original outline so that I can fill out more of those scenes. And third, it fills in a few plot holes that were just starting to bug me about my original story. So Edwards is not just your everyday soldier who has some idealistic view about not having to choose between the lesser of two evils. In this story, he's a German-born American, and he's willing to put up with prejudice and hate on the part of his fellow soldiers in order to do what he believes is right, which he also believes can be done without destroying his homeland and the people that he grew up with, is related to, or just shares an ancestry with. And this trip that they're doing is not just a random trip behind enemy lines. They're actually sent to this specific location because they discovered that there is a great deal of supplies being sent to that location. And they want to know what they're doing there and what's going on and if they need to be worried. Which of course they do. And so it ends up that they're lured into a trap and they become German lab rats testing a new weapon for the German army. And the German scientist does not waste all of his serum that he's developing as a new weapon for the German army in order to incapacitate the American soldiers. Instead, he uses knockout gas. It was part of his plan, and he captures them alive with a purpose. And if you really looked into it, on my original draft, Edwards would have to be fairly suicidal in order to try to take more of the compound that killed all of his fellow soldiers. In this version, he does not have a death wish. He actually knows what the compound does, and he knows how to use it. And he knows that it will give him an advantage in achieving his goals. So the point of all this is, don't be afraid to make some changes in your outline. Now I'm sure that there are aspects of your story that you absolutely love. They're what you would call your darlings. And the thing is, even as your story evolves, you don't want to do that dreaded thing that they call killing your darlings. Taking your little favorite moments out of your story. But the problem is that as your story goes on, if you don't do that, you end up with a bunch of disjointed events where each one is awesome and you love it, but your story as a whole just doesn't fit because those things that you originally had set in place don't make sense anymore. They don't fit with the flow of the story and they really should have been changed. 
So if your story grows beyond those precious little moments that you love so badly, you have to be willing to let those go. You want your story to be a cohesive whole with resonance and meaning. You don't want it to be a bunch of disjointed epic events. Trust me, I've had this happen on every single book I've worked on up to this point. Okay, so now I'm going to go over my updated scene list for Act 1, covering scenes 1 to 15. Now, there's a chance this part of the podcast might not interest you. You might have absolutely no cares about my story that I'm working on. If you're only here to listen to the instructions and to follow along with your own project, then feel free to skip this part. In this episode, I'm going to be going over the first six scenes of my new Act 1. And then, in a bonus episode that's going to come out fairly soon, I will be going over scenes 7 to 15. So if you want to get ahead to the next task that you have to complete, feel free to skip this episode, feel free to skip the bonus episode, and you don't have to lose any sleep about it or worry about it in any way, really. But if you want to see the actions that I am outlining taking place on a real story in real time, then give it a listen. See how I changed my story. See how it evolves so that you can see if there's maybe a lesson that you can learn from it in your own story. Okay, so here it goes. Scene 1. Edwards, who's not called Edwards, but he's going to be called Edwards for right now. He's with his unit behind enemy lines. I'm not sure. They might be in disguise. They might not be. They might look like civilians. They might look like German soldiers. I'll have to decide on that a little bit later. Now there's a bit of friendly and not so friendly banter between them and it gives us an idea of their backgrounds and kind of the personalities of the different characters. Maybe a little bit of what they think about working with a German individual themselves. As they're going, they might see as an example some French POWs and Edwards wants to release them, but his commanding officer says, no, we're not going to do that, because if we do that, it will bring attention to us, it will cause us problems, and it could very well jeopardize the entire mission. And so, of course, he rejects that idea, and Edwards is a little upset about that, because he sees a chance to help people, and he wants to do that. And then his commanding officer tells him, Look, you're a German individual. We're fighting against Germany. I have no desire to have you on my team. This was not my choice, but you know this area. And so I have to put up with you. But of course, I don't have to like you. Scene 2. Their path is cut short by a barbed wire fence. Now, in one direction, it goes as far as they can see. And in the other direction, there's a gate with several guards, three of them to be exact. And they have a good idea that this fence is completely encircling their objective. They try to cut through it, and it turns out that it's electrified. And they make a bit of a ruckus. And so two of the soldiers come over to check out and see what's going on. And the commanding officer tells Edwards to go out and speak German to them to distract them so that they can kill them. Edwards, of course, would rather avoid this conflict because he doesn't want to get people killed if he can help it. So he says, hey, you know what? We're hidden. Maybe if we just stay quiet and stay still, they won't notice us. And, of course, it doesn't work out that way. They see them. They pull out their guns. They're about to fire on them and kill everyone in Edwards' squad. 
and then one of his teammates comes and he stabs them both in the neck and they die. Scene 3. Edward's commanding officer is not happy about Edward's and his decision to not act when he told him to act. His commanding officer says, hey, you almost got us killed, and he's pretty much right about that. But Edward says, hey, I was trying to keep us from drawing attention to ourselves. I wanted to be sneaky about it. I didn't want them to realize we were here. And at that moment, the third guard from the gate starts yelling out to try to contact his fellow guards. And of course, there's no answer. And Edward's commanding officer says, well, you know what? You didn't want to bring attention to us, but that's too late. We already have all this attention. So Edwards offers to go and talk to the German officer, confuse him with the fact that he's a German-speaking native, and then they kill him as they did the other guards. At this point, they may or may not wait for the next shift change in guards and kill those ones too. And if they do that, it's because they want more time to travel through this fenced-in area and get to their objective without people realizing that they are there. Scene 4 they're walking through the woods on the inside of the electrified fence. Every so often someone climbs a tree to take a look and keep track of the road, see where it's going. And eventually at some point the road kind of has a, a section that forks off into the woods and they figure that might be the section that goes to their destination. But before they go checking down that road, it's getting dark and they have to take some time to rest up and camp for the night. Scene 5, they're camping. The characters are expressing their feelings about the war, about the Germans, about everything that's going on, about their mission, about their personalities and characteristics. This is a good opportunity for character development. And Edward's commanding officer is fairly angry and takes the opportunity to chastise Edwards for the risks that he took by not obeying his commands. Scene 6. They go and follow the fork in the road. Now this fork is hidden in some untrimmed bushes and shrubbery and trees. But when they look at the road they can tell that the dirt is fairly well worn. So it's a strong possibility that they're trying to hide the fact that this is a commonly used road. Obviously they don't want people to figure out what's at the end of this road. So they follow it and they eventually find an old building, some sort of office building or something like that. And it appears to be uninhabited. There's no guards, there's no people outside, there's no people inside. They go in and start to take a look around and there's no evidence that anyone is there. But finally Edwards goes into the last room and he sees a little old lady sitting behind a table. Maybe standing, maybe grabbing some papers or something like she's a secretary. And so she seems upset and he lowers his gun and tries to reassure her that there's no problem, she's going to be alright. Then one of his teammates comes in and points the gun at her and he's shouting and he's about to pull the trigger. Edwards yanks his gun down and it shoots into the ground and totally misses the lady. So his teammate is kind of upset at him about that. And then the commanding officer comes in, and while they're all arguing, the lady goes and pulls a gun out from in her desk and takes a shot at them. And she hits the commanding officer in the shoulder. Some more of Edward's fellow soldiers come from behind, and basically they turn her into a sponge. 
So they're taking care of the commanding officer's wounds, and he basically tells Edwards that when they get back to Allied territory, he's going to make sure that Edwards gets a firing squad for everything that he's done wrong on this trip. But as he's saying that, the room starts to fill with a strange gas, and everyone is knocked out. Right before Edwards closes his eyes, he sees that the wall, maybe the bookshelf, starts to move, and there's some, some people coming out from behind it. Alright, well that's my scene list for scenes 1 through 6. Like I said, if you want to hear about the other scenes, you can listen to the bonus episode that I'm going to be releasing next. And if you don't care about my book, which is, you know, a possibility, then feel free to mark it as played and go on to the next episode, which will be episode 15 of season 2. It's up to you. I promise I won't be talking about process in the bonus episode. I'm just going to be talking about what my scenes in my scene list are. As a reminder, if you'd like to share your Write a Novel 2021 progress with me, you can send me a voice recording that I'll be able to place directly in my next episode by going to anchor.fm slash write a novel. I would absolutely love to hear about your progress and share it with the rest of the community so that we can keep encouraging each other throughout this entire process, which I guarantee will help each of us greatly. Also, don't forget that if you support me on Patreon at the $1 level, I will have a monthly conversation of encouragement with you about your writing. At the $5 level, I will do everything I can to help you plot your novel and work through any challenges you may have. If you would like to support me, just go to patreon.com slash qjmartin. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Write a Novel podcast. If you'd like to read a transcript of this episode, you can find it at thewriterseverything.org slash transcripts. If you'd like to listen to future episodes, be sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're currently listening on. And be sure to give it a rating while you're at it to let me know what you think of the show. If you'd like access to exclusive bonus content, such as my list and review of the top character name generators on the web, which I promise is coming soon, you can go to thewriterseverything.org newsletter. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so at patreon.com slash qjmartin. For your convenience, all the reference links will also be in the show notes.